Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to BetterHelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through BetterHelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. I want to wrestle you so freaking bad. Wrestle me. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling episode 122. It's time for the percolator. T- time for the percolator with Juice and Sretton. Today is a very special guest, independent professional wrestler and commentator as of late. Very awesome. He's a man. He's a jack of all trades. What do you know? We got Big Perk in the house. Percy Davis, what's going on? Hey, yo, thank y'all for finally having me. I, I knew we had some scheduling issues for a minute, but like... We're in it. We're here. We're finally making it happen. <laughs> yeah, man. We're ready to have some fun, man. It, and the way we're doing it now, um, it's like the only good thing to come out of the pandemic is uh, we discovered Zoom and how to make that work. So, <laughs> yeah, as opposed to just thing. doing uh, phone interviews like we were doing uh, from our studio. So now everybody gets to be in living color. Yeah, you can reach out and su- touch somebody. Just, just Hell yeah. this is for you. Anybody at home, this is for you right there. We, we in this together, all together. <laughs> That's right, man. So how's everything going on your end, man? You uh, you start doing some commentating and stuff with uh, Black Label Pro. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, attempting to reach out and like broaden my horizons in regards to wrestling because it, it's not just a, a stagnant thing of being just a professional wrestler, but being a professional overall. And I've done commentary before. Like when I first broke into the business, I uh, wrestled at IWA. And I Mid-South? on the mic. Yeah, IWA Mid-South down in a, like Jeffersonville, Indiana. Mm-hmm. I, uh, hopped on, I hopped on a commentary once with uh, their commentator, Nick Manawa. And I, uh, I have like a theater background. I'm, I'm very well-spoken, a little, little eloquent every once in a while. <laughs> and he was blown away by it. And I, you know, I was a young, dumb wrestler. I was like, ah, but I only want to wrestle. Nobody wants to hear me talk. And Black Label Pro, I said, Ayo, put me in, coach. And... Damn, coach put me in. <laughs> what up, Mikey? He's a hell of a coach. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I was floored by the support I've got from it. I, I've been given all kinds of feedback in regards to positive, negative, anything that I had to change, everything I did well. And it's, it's definitely something else I'd love to continue to pursue. Yeah, for sure. I, I would like to hear you more on some Black Label and anywhere you want to do commentary at, man. I, I watched uh, Via independentwrestling.tv and 
I was blown away. I was like, hey, man, this dude's got it. <laughs> You's got it. <laughs> I got the touch. I uh, got the commentary voice. <laughs> yeah. I'm about it. <laughs> I, wish, there you I go. wish I had the special effects powers to give you the glow right when you said right? that. Well, you got that the glow. You got to reach that upper level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going back and forth on what background I wanted. I was like, ah, they could just use my wall because the last thing I want is like a cupcake floating back here. And just reach out oh, man. I, I would love to have a cupcake floating back there. Sret gave me this. Uh, I, I'm recording in my 12-year-old son's bedroom right now. So, unfortunately, all those cool pop figures in the background are not mine. <laughs> not even yours. Just fronting. Just pretending. We're like, hey, look at my pop collection. But at least, you <laughs> yeah, were like, right. at least you were honest beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Well, he gave me this giant green screen that it's it's kind of a pain in the ass to set up. And, you know, when I get him every weekend, it's like, I got to tear it down, put it back up. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm in the process of trying to buy a house right now. When I finally get a spot that I can call my own, I will set it up and it will never come down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely understand that. That's a <sighs> man, buying a house, that's a big feel. Not easy in a pandemic. <sighs> no, let me tell you, man, I think uh, today, unfortunately, was the fifth or sixth time I lost an offer I put in on a house. So, Good Lord, yeah. I can't imagine. That's oh, the, yeah. I can't even put in one. So they'll, they'll slap me. They'll reach for <laughs> the phone and be like, Get out of here. You know you don't make enough money for all that. Get out. Get. <laughs> right? I don't know what it is, man. I, it's it's very frustrating. So, you know, start to get a little little tweaked, a little wicked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were so we were talking uh, off air for a hot second. Uh, uh, we usually have one of our colleagues, Bruiser Bodie, on the show, and he actually tore a hammy taking a massive dump. So right now he's day to day, and uh, we hope he's doing fine. But uh, hold up, reverse, yeah. reverse. You're not supposed to push it really hard. It's supposed to just come out of your body without much force, but not for Bodie. Not this time. No, and he usually His goes hamstring. standing. Yeah, His hamstring. <laughs> the legs are the base for all mo- mo- movement in the body, and this time yeah. he pushed. He moved too much, and his hamstring went out. Yes, science and medicine are baffled. I don't know. I'm not explaining. Yeah, the scientists hate him for real. They hate him. <laughs> right? so he's day to day, right? Yeah, day to day. Maybe we'll see him again. Maybe next well, week I down the road. Hope he heals up very quickly. Um, I have nothing else to add that is uh, appropriate. <laughs> what happened? Heal up, brother. <laughs> Do you guys, good. What would happen? What's going to happen the next time he poops, though? Armageddon. Uh, he's going to tear the <laughs> other one. Uh, so it evens yeah. itself out. Yeah. I don't know how many more O-rings he's got left or hamstrings. I think two. <laughs> like, as per the norm for human bodies and such, you know, I think maybe two. If he tears a third hamstring, I'm calling the FBI, CIA, <laughs> men in black, black, my mom, anybody that's going to hear it because yeah. that's impressive. <laughs> and Tom DeLonge from uh, Blink-182. I heard he's in Aliens and weird shit. <laughs> oh man that sounds dope i get to listen just talked about him talk about music and aliens say less <laughs> all right him and, him and dan Aykroyd are deep into that shit oh yeah i didn't know dan Aykroyd was yeah that's weird i thought he was in the ghosts i don't know about that i don't know about <laughs> that dan Aykroyd talk podcast first episode yeah we're all over the place hey and we were also not graced by big ed the assassin your cousin which is actually how i became aware yes. of you um, when we first started doing this show, like two years ago, uh, Ed was on the show with us uh, quite a bit. I think he's cut like 
probably 10 or 12, maybe more episodes with us. And they've all been a blast, man. Um, he was supposed to join us. He couldn't do it, unfortunately, tonight. So maybe next time we can get him back on. So, Ed, here's to you, brother. I'm going to chug this LaCroix for you, brother. I have uh, I have nothing to uh, – here you go. I got a – I'll toast my laptop. I have a hey, – Hell yeah, throw, I, throw it I, at him. <laughs> just chuck it through here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I know he mentioned it as well, The, the this podcast and such, that he was so gracious to even offer – any kind of spot and discuss it with you guys. So I was absolutely floored by that as well. And just, uh, cause if you're watching this year, love you. <laughs> so you're down from the Indy areas. Are you born and raised down there? Or were you from up here down Northwest Indiana? Oh, so my whole existence is just a mishmash of people because I was born in Florida. My mother, uh, was, uh, in the Navy for 20 years. So I've been all overseas for like most of my childhood. And then born and raised in Lafayette, Indiana, currently residing in Indianapolis, Indiana. Right on. So it's like a thing or two about Lafayette. Don't you sweat? Yeah, I went to Purdue. Heck yeah, (laughs) boiler up. I didn't, but (laughs) me neither. I went to IU for a hot second and then I quit. I went. There's some really cool parts of uh, in Lafayette, and there's some really uh, methy parts. They they got a little bit of both. (laughs) Yeah, it's that. uh, They what's the term? The right side of the tracks. It's like. You're walking, you're good, you're walking, you're good. You turn left at that marathon, you're like, and reverse. Let's get on out of here. <laughs> or or you go right into that uh, marathon, ask for some white owls, I think, or a Colt 45s. That's what I would do. Absolutely. <laughs> See, but that's the problem, though, is you get into that marathon and you get outside and someone else be all like, hey, yo, can I get a sip of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you get well, like... Wait. You keep you walking to- and then these random females start following you and they they like they all smiling at you and they're all sharing like one tooth in between them. <laughs> they're all like real itchy. Like, <laughs> Damn girl, you need some like, calamine? Like like the muses, the muses from Hercules instead of like the eye right. just switching one tooth back and forth. You're like, what's up handsome? Mm-hmm. No, I want to speak to him. Just throwing mm-hmm. it back and forth between each other. What a yeah. horrifying image. Thanks for that. <laughs> anytime anytime so um what uh, you've been wrestling for about what like six eight years something like that good lord uh how old am i yeah about seven years in uh october started when i was uh 19 years old fresh out of high school what uh what were you watching growing up mainly so uh, this is always a funny story because i did not grow up watching wrestling i mm-hmm. don't have the like sitting there like, oh, the Attitude Era. Oh, I grew up with it. Ooh, like, I started, I think, accidentally uh, overseas. We got SmackDown, and it's a very specific episode that I remember. I just so vividly. And the match was Bobby Lashley versus Finley for the United States title. And it was the debut of Hornswoggle. Oh, yeah. So imagine being like, uh, a young nine-year-old boy seeing a leprechaun jump underneath a ring, throw a shillelagh to Irish dude who clocks enormous black dude over the head to get a title for, for the whole United States. I I was enamored from that point on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then I continued watching when we moved back to the States in like 2008, I found out that it was like a weekly thing and that it wasn't just the fever dream of like a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> and uh, so I just, I started watching it like almost religiously and taking in whatever I could. And then I, it just all made sense. It clicked in my mind. I'm like, 
these are grown adults dressing in flashy costumes like superheroes beating each other's asses fully aware of it as well like just inject this into my veins and it's called a day <laughs> yeah well and you know like you're saying you have like a theater background i mean it makes it makes perfect sense you know why someone like you would like be completely enamored with uh the product of professional wrestling because it is theater you know in a sense it's uh it's live stunts in theater i mean really know how you break it down much more than that we just yeah, don't say absolutely. the f-bomb yeah absolutely none, none of that keep that uh <laughs> keep that to the side it's for the children you gotta think of the kids <laughs> the kids bring your kids yeah just bring them all so where'd you kids? start it's for the kids and the 42 year old dipshits <laughs> right <laughs> this guy that's hey, right a, he, hey 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 if the shoe fits <laughs> oh, it fits. It fits. And it's stinky. It smells really bad. <laughs> all all need stank. New, need a new pair. What? So where you start, you start training down there in Lafayette? I mean, there's uh, what do you guys got down there for promotions? I know, I don't know exactly where, but like kind of down like Indianapolis area and somewhere around there. Was there like New Wave Pro or there's, I think, Bizarro Luchas down there? Yeah. So, uh, I was very fortunate that uh, there's actually an independent wrestler that was a Lafayette native. Uh, his name is Billy Rock. Mm-hmm. He wrestled on the independents and wrestled all, all over the country, had a stint in Chikara for a while. Um, and he, uh, he lived in Lafayette, and his training school was maybe 20 minutes away from my house. So that's where I got started training. Uh, Wrestling-wise, uh, Indianapolis has, like, it's on and off with having, like, a wrestling like promotion because Bizarro Lucha was going for a while. It, it's not around anymore. And are that they was, done? That, I, done? I don't really. I don't know. I don't have the specifics. I guess. <laughs> I don't you know, know. Uh, motherfucker. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't run that shit. I don't know what to tell you. you know, but like, uh, yeah, we have New Wave Pro down in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. We have this like BMFX wrestling up in. Lafayette and I I've wrestled there like I think twice maybe mm. but they're not a consistent promotion they'll run like hey it's been three months and we haven't ran a show let's do that today right you know? and uh there's still uh plenty of other promotions as well like Emerge Wrestling down in Columbus has always been tremendous uh good lord it's like as soon as you mention them oh AWR Asylum Wrestling Revolution yeah, or something in Indianapolis and they're they're a newer promotion as well and they're in central Indiana so what was the one? Uh, because uh, uh, isn't Ruby Riots from Lafayette? And or didn't she uh, wrestle down there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Ruby was uh, Ruby is from South Bend originally, and she wrestled all over the place. I know South Bend has like three promotions as well, and I mm-hmm. cannot remember the names. I like RCW, PWK, and some third one. I think I wrestled there all the time too when she was around. I had the privilege to to learn from her and ride around with her for a while and. She trained at the same wrestling academy as I did. She trained at Billy Rock School of Rock. Nice. So, like, basically family. And, yeah, there's just, like, it's it's funny because there's, like, a, a Midwest circuit just in Indiana itself. Like, I could find a way to wrestle probably, like, three to four times a week if I wanted. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's what you need. <laughs> It'd probably be even mm-hmm. better if, you know, all this shit wasn't going on right now. Ab- absolutely. But speaking of a lot of things going on right now, um, so WrestleMania in Tampa, right? The uh, the collective 
was supposed to take place, uh, where a bunch of independent promotions come together. And basically, you know, you have legends that aren't signed with WWE that are either involved with some of these promotions and, of course, you know, up and coming talent, established indie stars, a lot of great promotions uh, like Black Label, AIW, uh, Freelance Wrestling and so on and so forth. Shimmer. Um, yeah. It's been rescheduled. And I... I fucking lost my shit when yeah. I saw the Indiana, you know, Indianapolis. So what is it? October mm-hmm. 10th through the, it's like three days. I can't remember the days. 10th and 11th. There you go. But you have all these badass, badass promotions. Joey Janela's spring break is uh, coming back. They're going to be doing yep. that. Uh, BLP has got the threat level midnight. They're going to be redoing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of other um, things going on there. It's just super exciting as a wrestling fan, as a media person, as a person who, you know, I felt fucking horrible for everybody once this happened, and especially like GCW and the collective. They, I think they lost, they had to have lost their ass on this stuff because from what I read, they weren't getting refunded a bunch of money from either the city or some kind of political business BS, which I don't like to get involved with, but they, they got the raw end of the stick because of this. Um, so it's really good to see them coming back and to be doing it in Indiana um, to me is awesome, man. Uh, are you going to be involved with any of that, any of that stuff going on down there? Uh, yeah, I have the absolute privilege of being a part of Black Label Pro once again for their commentary team. Nice. Um, I believe that there's a uh, a few other home promotions there as well. Uh, I always I always fail to mention them, even though they've also given me a ton of opportunities. And uh, Paradigm Pro Wrestling yes. will also be there, and they're in uh, Sellersburg, Indiana. They're cool. hosting the last day at like midnight, and they got like all the big time matches as well. And so uh, potentially have uh, the opportunity to work there as well. But like you said, there's just there's so much wrestling available and it's going to be so like, 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 like awe inspiring. It's just like, so like, it's going to feel real good to see all of this happen, especially here in Indiana in the Midwest yeah. where we've had such an on and off relationship with wrestling. Right. Even though there's always been good wrestlers here, they so few of them have been able to get the opportunities outside or inside of this state because this season a full heart doesn't mean a full house we're still gathering just virtually and we're still connecting safely traditions keep us close even when we can't be together think big plan small let's save lives columbus indiana's never had consistency right but we've got wrestlers like like levi everett calvin tankman mance warner who's from indiana we have all these gentlemen that are like breaking out and then we have guys like like uh Nate holiday brain lee yeah we've got nate webb who's from here like it's like we have all these like great breakout wrestlers and such we have these great people and then there's like these younger guys that are here ready to break out right like they've been good i've seen it i've trained with these guys i've gone all over the world with these guys like i know they're ready but then the opportunities aren't there in indiana it's not like AAW up in Illinois. It's not like AIW in Ohio. It's not like freelance, but also in Chicago. There's like, there's these big promotions that can take you to that next level. And Black Label Pro has been one of those for a minute. And so it's a, it's wonderful seeing them and how they've been leading the industry, especially here in the Midwest and just oh, yeah. also on IWTV. But it's going to be real nice seeing like all these great shows. Like 
I know Effie's hosting Effie's big gay big brunch. G- yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm so <laughs> excited for that. You got and Josh then, Barnett's uh, blood sport too. Absolutely. AJ Gray's for the culture show will be happening, which is yep. going to like show off and spotlight so many great black talents all over the country that we've, we've been had, we've had these people be good right. already. And it's going to be nice for them to be on that platform. Oh, definitely. And it's, I hope it's this thing. Cause if you go back into the, uh, I know you said, you know, you didn't really grow up watching wrestling. I don't know how much of a wrestling historian you are per se, but like going back to the old days of, uh, like an indie with like, uh, who was it? Uh, was it Dick the Bruiser? I think it was yep. Dick the Bruiser was running a promotion down there. I mean, and you kind of had, it was a little hot then, you know. Um, and Chicago, up, we're in Northwest Indiana. So, you know, we're Black Label Pros in our backyard in Crown Point, yeah. which is awesome. Um, and then we got, you know, from Chicago, we're what? Sweating like 25, 30 minutes from chicago or yeah, chicago fun. heights where you got warrior wrestling you got zello pro you got aaw yeah. it's just a plethora of uh badass promotions where a lot of people I, I feel it's it's to me because i'm a midwest guy that's like to me that's the heart of indie wrestling is the midwest in that area so i would love for something to happen like with indiana you know some sort of scene you know, I play uh, in a metal band and, you know, we always talk about like, hey, man, where's the scene good at? Where's, you know, where's good to get in with the show and play? And, you know, Chicago is kind of on and off with it. Um, it's the same thing with wrestling. I really relate a lot of wrestling to music. It would be awesome to have a full-blown scene again in Indiana because like, you you know, you just mentioned all those names and talents, up-and-comers and established guys. I mean, dude, Nate Webb's been around for <laughs> he's been around forever you know yeah um that was the guy that was one of the the indiana dudes where it was like it was like him uh drake younger and like billy rock and like these like we had these indiana wrestlers that were real good but there was nothing for them here in indiana they had to go away to get better and then they came back and they made the scene better but then there still wasn't a scene right and that's the whole thing i hope that this spark something you know maybe whether it's you know the collective coming back on a frequent basis or you know just promotions in general utilizing it um indianapolis as a a place to be in i just hope it kind of kicks a fire or lights a fire under people's asses and it's like hey man you know it's it, it is even though we're going through a pandemic right now it is a great time to be a wrestling fan to be a, a talent a promoter to be involved in the business you know there is a a lot of buzz still around professional wrestling um because of how stacked the indie scene is and because you know you're getting now you're getting new major promotions like aew coming out that's kind of made it making people think and bringing jaded fans back like oh oh yeah you know wrestling can be good again it can be fun again and and that's the big thing it doesn't we did an episode uh, a few episodes ago called uh, does humor belong in wrestling and to me that's a huge thing i mean i love the sport of it you know the presentation of the sport of professional wrestling but it is theater you, you gotta have fun with it and and they do a lot of fun stuff. Like the collective is going to have so much fun shit going on, dude. It, uh-huh. It's it's going to be awesome. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to attend or not. I'm still trying to work the kinks out with that. But if not, I will be watching. And I'll, I'll be stacked up on energy drinks so I can stay up the whole <laughs> damn night. It's a lot of wrestling, man. Oh, absolutely. And, and like you said, it wrestling is so broad. And everyone always thinks it's supposed to be one way. Mm-hmm. It's never it's never been like that. 
There's right. never been a time in all of wrestling's history where it is like wrestling is supposed to be A, B, C. There is nothing else. Because you hear that, Jim Cornette? That. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we've been, yeah, no, you're right. You nailed it. But uh, it's been proven that other things in wrestling work. It has been proven that comedy works. It connects to people who want to see it. We've shown that death matches work. It connects to people. And that's the end goal. It is a, it's a form of entertainment. You don't go to watch The Hangover for fight scenes. But, <laughs> right. but when you go down the theater line, you go to the next, the next theater, you're like, oh, hey, look at that. It Man 16's coming out. Now you got your martial arts flicks. Like I love those they, movies. Yeah, no, yeah, no. F Man goes hard, dog. Yeah, like hell yeah. Hey, like I'm all about it. But everyone thinks that if it's one, if like if it's entertainment is one way, they ruin it for themselves and everybody else. Because I know wrestlers who are like that, where they only like a certain style of wrestling. Hmm. But then I met I meet guys who you think are a certain way. And they love all of it. You get the big old, you get the, 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 the person with like a mixed martial arts background coming in. And he's like, oh, I would love to do some comedy wrestling. It's like, yeah. what? Like, you Tom Lawler's a perfect example of that. Oh, 100%. Tom yeah. Lawler is one of the best professional athletes and professional wrestlers on the planet. And he shows up all the time ready to do something different to connect with people like, what what a mind for this business what a creative human being that's why he deserves all the success in the world he's ready to put in the work that proves that wrestling can reach anybody yeah he's he's one of those guys one of those talents that is and i've seen him several times with uh you know black label or um warrior wrestling i've seen him out at mlw he's blown me away the transition that he has made and you know i've been able to talk to him a few times just kind of outside of MLW and hey man what's going on like good candid conversation like we're doing now and uh just super nice guy man the transition is uncanny I mean you look at guys like a Kurt Angle that had very much the same process you know coming in from a legit sporting background you know like shoot fighting whatever you want to call Olympic wrestling MMA and to come into the world of professional wrestling and entertain and have the ability and the mind and the creativity to entertain and just be this awesome character. Like Tom Lawler for me is he's it. Like I know, and Matt Riddle is also good. He's good. But uh, I mean, if we were going to compare the two, like who would you take over? Dude, I'd go with Tom Lawler all day, every day, because he's not just like the bro, you know, like he's, he's all over the place, man. Yeah. I, I see him come out the new kids on the block. Um, yeah. a, a bunch of other shit, man. And like his ring gear and all that. Like it's, he just does it right, dude. And he, you're right, man. He deserves every accolade and praise he gets. Cause that man's fucking killing it. Absolutely. One of my, uh, my commentary partner, uh, Sarah Shockey, one of her favorite yeah. wrestlers, as I have to fan her consistently, I'm like, is it because he's talented or is it because he's handsome? If it's both, Faint. And she's on the ground. I'm like, fair enough. <laughs> Hell yeah. I like Sarah. She's a good girl. What up, Sarah? She's the so, best. I love you, um, Sarah. Best friend. <laughs> Hell yeah. So who uh, when you got involved with the commentary with Black Label, were you just filling in or was it just like you, like you said, you wanted to take an opportunity and you set up Mikey or something? 
Yeah, so I, I communicated it with Mikey beforehand, and uh, a while back at BLP Greatest Rumble, I was able to do uh, a couple of the pre-show matches just as kind of like a get my foot in the door, just feel feel it out, and, and apparently yeah, I seen you there. I, I was yeah. there, and uh, you came out. I, I think I uh, p- tweeted out some pictures of you being there, and uh, I called Eddie, and he was all pissed at me. He's like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, dude, I, I texted you. I was like, get your ass down here. Your cousin's up here fucking wrestling, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, unfortunately at that time, uh, Mr. Uh, Dave Prezak wasn't feeling too well, so he couldn't make those shows because we had three shows in one day. Mm-hmm. We did uh, a show at like, 11 and then a scheduled show at six and in between that we had a little secret show that's coming out this september yeah and i did commentary for all three of those shows and i it was one of the best experiences of my entire wrestling career that's so awesome me and Shredden tried to do it uh commentary in the studio one time uh pretty drunk <laughs> just to give it <laughs> oh, a show no. yeah um it it was really tough you know so much respect to anybody that can do it and do it well because we didn't have what it takes. I was sitting there trying to like call every move right off the bat. And you were throwing me off and like trying to do all these different voices and shit. It was, it was nuts. Maybe one day we'll put that on air just to embarrass ourselves. So yeah. Patreon exclusive content. Like watch the boys embarrass themselves for $5. (laughs) Right. Speaking of commentators, you hear about uh, Mauro Ronaldo being done with WWE. I wasn't aware of that. That's a very unfortunate. One of the, uh, one of the best voices of like the all time. Yeah, just uh, in in the boxing game and the fight game and the wrestling yes. game. I mean, he he does it all. I, I don't know exactly why. If it was uh, uh, you know, his mental issues or whatever he's trying to work on or what have you. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking like, oh great, well he's done with WWE. Please go somewhere else. Please go somewhere <laughs> else where we can still hear you. You know, and mm-hmm. hopefully it's not just like boxing or MMA because unfortunately I don't really watch. A lot of either. I just watched the last uh, UFC, the last Cormier fight, and I was like, "Man, I stayed awake for this shit." <laughs> <laughs> Again, different strokes for different folks. It's not for everybody, right? I, uh, per- I have a question about the commentary side of things. If you could speak on this for a second, if I could spit this question out correctly. Um, so you, so you usually work on the Black Label shows with Sarah. And how, how did that work as far as transitioning and kind of being confident enough? Did you just, so with that first BLP experience when you did kind of the marathon of commentary, how did that go with like vibing and, and knowing how to say everything? And how do you memorize all the wrestler names and what's that process like? It might be a, like a, an odd question to ask, but then how do you also, was it hard or was it pretty seamless to vibe with Sarah, who's got like a, 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 a an improv and a comedy background and a writing background? Like, how does that whole thing work to mesh with like you guys? Did you guys know each other beforehand? I assume not. Uh, no, I've known Sarah for years. Oh, I okay. met her. Yeah. A few years back up in uh, Chicago, uh, we were on a show together. Uh, there was a promotion called Revolution Pro. Oh, or yeah. Something. Billy Corgan's old promotion. right? Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so- sidebar, uh, as I, I love to uh, correct people, uh, I usually like to let them embarrass themselves. It is uh, pronounced big purse. Is it? Big purse, like big I like purse that. universe. Yeah. All right. And uh, I love to let everyone just keep saying it because everyone else in the world gets mad and I don't. Because people will be all like, hey, what's up, Perk? What up, Perk? And then someone in the back will tell me, can I be called you big Perk? And I'm like, yeah, because I put your ass to sleep. <laughs> back up. <laughs> They don't want uh, 
They don't want none of it. Absolutely not. But uh, uh, to answer your your question in regards to uh, making the transition, uh, I'm very fortunate that I had a theater background myself and, and my own improv background. But it really does come down to the fact of just it was putting in that little bit of extra work, like making sure I knew everybody that was already on the match card, being aware of what exact tones we're supposed to be set with these matches. And then good commentary is give and take like any improvisational theater. It's the same as wrestling. It's give and take. You don't want one person to go into the ring, hammer someone to death, and then pick their corpse up and lay it on top of you. It's give and ah, take. Stinks. You, yeah, it's like just beat this guy up and be like, I want him to win now. Lay down. <laughs> but it's a lot of give and take, and Sarah is such a tremendously talented individual in anything that she puts her mind to. And so being able to feed off of her, being able to feed to her, and working together made that commentary some of the – it was just easy. Everything clicked. It felt right. Because I've, I know when I started commentary, it was out of spite because <laughs> I have heard so many shitty commentators – they're either someone's random cousin that is the cousin of the promoter, and he's like, ah, well, he put 100 bucks in my company. He gets to do something now, too. Or That Lafayette somebody, accent's coming out. <laughs> yeah, my bad. But, uh, yeah, Southern Pride all the way up here in the Midwest, uh, whatever. <laughs> but I just got so sick of people not adding to the wrestling matches because ah, I'm a professional wrestler. I'm in there. My body hurts doing this. I don't get a sick sense of pleasure getting slammed to the ground and getting my ass beat. I don't want two drunk chuckle fucks talking over me while I'm doing this wrestling thing, you know? Like, I want people to appreciate this, you know? Like, and we get spoiled because, you know, we had like the, despite their own, their own, you know, like, offensive natures and such we had the jim rosses and the jerry lawlers we had but we have like guys like the mauro ranallos and the nigel mcginnis's that add to the matches they make you invested in this match that you've already decided to watch you already said i'm gonna watch this match i want to enjoy it and then commentary is supposed to add to it i knew i wanted to add to wrestling and so i think going in kind of with that like i'm gonna make wrestling better with my commentary though as cocky as it sounds was the right reason and it kind of like helped me be better at commentary so it wasn't it wasn't a difficult transition it was something i knew i had to do good answer <laughs> a mark bot coming back yeah <laughs> oh very no, good I, answer yeah because I, I mean I, go ahead well, go. Well, i was gonna say about one, one thing that we did realize like everybody the, people that know the ins and outs of uh like backstage shit with wrestling know that it's like the wrestlers are number one um and then to me the the commentators are number two and then the crowd is number three and then uh, and and those give and take like with equality but then all the background players you know and referees i would include it as the background players possibly as as important as the wrestlers but um uh that shit really so when you watch it on tv you have a totally different experience because of how important it is to have the commentary uh but then, you know, when you don't also don't have the crowds, since we're in the pandemic, like when you don't have crowds, you see just 
the effect, you know, how quiet it is. We, as much as I was saying, the, uh, so Warrior did a show about a month and a half ago-ish, um, and it was outside on the football field. And to, to I, I mean, you said you have a theater background. So you you know when you go to a play and it's like, it's like a one or two person show, a lot of dialogue. You hear like every little crunch, every little thing on the stage, every little exhale, the yelling, if, if it's an intense scene is real, it's, it's just, it's way more dramatic. You're like, Oh shit, the guy's yelling, shut up. Listen. Um, when we were at the warrior show, I just, I like, who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist, text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. A lot of, I like theater, all the different ver, uh, varieties of theater. And it was awesome to watch a show where the there's a little bit of crowd. There's no commentary because you're watching it live, but then you're in the middle of a football field. So you literally hear every little bounce and boing and scream and yell and slap. <gasps> and it just added a whole different dynamic that you don't get inside of a stadium that you don't get. And so... Uh, it's always fascinating. So people like you, I, like I could pick your brain for hours upon, on end on how you're able to do what you do and how do you train your brain and how is it able to function? And not only that, but to connect it with like Sarah or any other commentator to be able to connect in that way and go back and forth. Um, it's it's props, man. It's impressive. It's, it's, it's actually very difficult. Not a lot of people can do it. Well, you know, everybody can right. fuck it up. I watched, yeah. I'm, I'm going to shut up in a second. Sorry, guys. So I, I, I won't bust out what the promotion was, but about a month ago, I was on IWTV and I was going through the different promotions and I watched this this specific event and commentators, I was just like, why, why did you guys volunteer? Almost from the first guy, wrestler coming through, they were kind of like passive aggressive about the whole event, especially about the promotion, which is like, you know, even if you don't like the promotion, if you're getting paid, at least be a professional and kiss their yeah. ass for that. Jim event. Ross. <laughs> well, it's different. He's a legend. He could say whatever I know, the fuck I he know. wants. Yeah. Um, hey, yo, he's rich. He we yeah. way past us. He passed anything we could ever say. Right. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, it, it's impressive to be able to do it well. So I, I say uh, hats, tip your hat, tip my hat to you. And uh, yeah, that's it. I, that was long. I, I appreciate it. No, no, it was wonderful. It was just uh, the only uh, issue I had in regards to what you said, was uh, the, the, the like levels to what's important to wrestling. I think we're coming to realize now there is no auxiliary role in wrestling. Yes. There's no wrestling match without a referee. There's no important match without a crowd. There's no footage without uh, someone to record it. There's no photo evidence without your photographers. There are these, this, it's all together. It coalesces. You don't go if you again if you went to a movie theater and there was nobody there to sell you your ticket and there was nobody there 
to run the actual pro- projector to watch the movie, you're sitting there at a blank screen. Okay, now there's a movie, but you're not there, and there's people to work it. Well, now there's nobody to watch it. it it's all tied together. It's that symbiotic relationship, and it shows you what promotions actually either – sometimes I, I, I say this and I shoot myself in the foot. It shows you what promotions care to put in that extra bit of money for their photographers, their good videographers, their good commentators, their good referees. Like it's very obvious. You can tell the levels of quality. And again, there's certain promotions that are small time promotions and they know what they are. And that's okay because it's the same as there's wrestlers that want to go and get signed to the biggest company and make millions of dollars. There are other people who do this because they're passionate about it and they don't care about the money. And those are all important because they all tie together. They all feed off of each other. Exactly. I, I, that's what I was going to say. I think commentary is one of the most important deals. I mean, obviously, like you just said, everything is very important to the final product and or presentation. But uh, for me, like the commentators help tell the story, help move it along. When If somebody fucks up or botches in the ring, they're the ones that cover it up, or at least you would hope that they cover it up. Well, you know, this is because that happened, you know, and so on and so forth. Like, I, I think it's crucial to have great commentators because um, otherwise, I mean, it, it could really, it, it's just like, for me, it would be like being there when, you know, we're standing there, we're at a black label show and we're watching, you know, we don't hear what you guys are saying unless we're like standing right behind you or something, you know, which is in that case, that's not cool. <laughs> You're too close. Yeah. yeah. Social um, distance. Social distance. Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, you know what I mean? It's like, and I've been to some of these big shows, like the AEWs or WWEs, like WrestleManias and stuff. And you're sitting there and you're watching a match and it's great. And you know, or you at least think, you know, what's going on with the story in the ring. But I always get kind of like, uh, how how would you put this into a, a good phrase? Um, I get lonely because I miss my commentators. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like the complete package. I'm like, damn it, dude! Like, it's and it like, sucks. Uh, you're there live. You know, like that should be the best feeling. Like, how awesome would it have been to have like, man, I was front row when Hogan body slammed Andre the Giant. But still, you know, you didn't get to hear the Gorilla Monsoon. You know, the irresistible yeah. force meets it. Uh, a movable object, you know, like something like that. That's just commentating. So important to me, man. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's like you, it's like your friends aren't there with you. Yeah. They don't, you don't have that, that voice that you're so used to adding to the story. And like you, I think you put put it very well. Commentators jobs are to reach out to the audience that's watching it there or not there. Mm-hmm. Because when, as, as you pointed out beforehand as well, is that like, when you were at Warrior Wrestling that you heard all the hits, all the grunts, all the, like, you were there. You saw the sweat flying off of the people. Like, you knew how intense this was. You don't get that through a video from miles away. But it's the job of the commentator to make you a part of that story as well, like you were there, but with a little bit extra. And like I said, commentators are supposed to add to matches. And it's, it's what wrestlers want. They yeah. want wrestlers. We're all egomaniacs, dog. We all want everyone <laughs> to think we're the shit. Like, come yeah. on. Like, I I know someone. Like, I gave a I gave like a, a lariat in one of my matches, and someone like a commentator just said like damn near decapitating someone. Like, 
hell yeah, I damn near decapitated him. I'm the best. I'm the man. Like, yeah, that added to the match. They, ha- yeah, they myself, help you sell, man. They help you sell. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's just, again, it's all about making all aspects of wrestling coalesce to make it what it is. Because, again, it, WrestleMania 3 wouldn't have met shit if nobody recorded it. Exactly. I like that. That's a good point. I was, yeah. agree- I was <laughs> agreeing with you a little aggressively. I was like, yeah, right? he's, yeah, yeah, he's got, yeah, yeah, he's got yeah, some yeah. Nazareth going in the background or oh, something. I don't know what the hell. Mind. I got to calm down. <laughs> damn it, Sretton. Speaking so, of damn it, Sretton, or do you want to want to do it now or later? Ooh, you want to you get tantalized with some game? You want to get down this game or what? Oh, yeah. Lord. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> yeah. Come on, Purse. This is where it gets serious. All right. Uh, <laughs> so this is the game. I create the questions. I'm bad at doing research. So right off the bat, I decide what the right answer is. So you need to pick what the closest thing to the possible right answer is. Some of these might not be factually correct. There's only one consistent thing with these things, but we'll, we'll talk about it when it's over. Um, so the point system for today's game, I, I created a random number generator. So the each, it, it could be, you know, a one point question. It could be a 7,000 point question. I, I, I wrote him here, so I, I don't know how that goes. Uh, the <laughs> theme of the of the game is the toughest indie professional wrestlers. Okay. So it's 10 questions. Winner gets nothing. Loser gets ridiculed. Um, what else? So what did I write here? Uh, when, when I mentioned the wrestler, so there's 10 wrestlers that the questions are based on. When I mentioned them, if you know about them a little bit, educate us a little bit. I'll let uh-huh. you guys do that because I'm uh, a newbie still after two years and I don't know any of these fucking people. That's not true. But anyways, uh, Big Purse, you want to start since you are the guest? Why not? All right. Let's get it going. All right. The first wrestler on the list is a man named Schleck. What do y'all know about Schleck? Uh, I know that there's no God. There's only Schleck. That's and I true. know he is one of the most horrifying deathmatch wrestlers I've ever met. That's it. That is the, it. the fullest extent to my knowledge. Is I'm like, <laughs> there is no God, only Slack. And Jesus Christ, please don't kill me. <laughs> I played a few shows with his band. Wow. Which, which of the following is Schlack's real name? Is it? Breaking Who's hey, babe, What a bastard. <laughs> maybe yes, maybe no. Maybe go right. fuck yourself. First one, ready? Gustav Softstool. Is it Charles Mushmouth? Is it Brandon Kevin Steve? Is it Chad Kroger? Or is it Martin Joseph Schlachtier? Probably don't even remember. What in the goddamn hell? Welcome to the game. (laughs) Welcome to the game. Is it... I'm going to say the last one because it has slack in the name. That slack is correct. <laughs> I was hoping it was like Shacticus the third Esquire Jr. Jr. I was going to put that, but I didn't read it because I thought it would be weird. The third. <laughs> Bonus point for if you know who Chad Kroger is. Either one of you guys. The singer from Nickelback. <laughs> I don't even know her point. All right. Yes. Listen, you ready? You're losing. Yeah. The next wrestler is Nick Gage. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. MDK all day. 
MDK all day. <laughs> all motherfucking day. Dickage. I got to see him wrestle uh, Jordan Grace in South Bend at Black Label Pro, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. She body slammed a small child onto his person. <laughs> and awesome. he, uh, I actually just watched him in the uh, very well made, I might add, cheap plug David Arquette movie, The You Cannot Kill David Arquette, which, person, if you haven't watched that yet, you need to watch that shit. It's good. Sounds great. Fun fact of Nick Gage, he's also doing commentary while healing up. Nice. Oh, yeah. For GCW. He's amazing. <laughs> I could listen to Nick Gage every day for the rest of my life. Hell yeah. All day, True every false? day. False. Nick Gage spent over four years in prison and for, for soliciting an 86-year-old undercover crop prostitute. It, do, is that... I don't have any more options. True or false? Oh, true. That's how a true or false question works, dude. Yeah, I, I didn't options. know if he gave me options. <laughs> if you want me I'm going to say that again, is false. That is correct. I, after it wasn't reading, for that. After reading and writing this question, I realized that maybe it's in bad form to put this man's shit out there, but he did spend some time in prison. But he Everybody served, knows that. And he's, well, I don't know what they know about him. So that's the fun fact. Anyways, all right, one to one. Tie game. Yes. Ready? The next wrestler, Purse, Chris Ridgway. What do you know about him? I've not heard that name. Oh. But I'd love to do some research on it. Well, I'm going to give you a lot of misinformation about him. Justin, do you know anything about him? Uh, Yeah, European wrestler. I think he's a British wrestler. Um, Very awesome technical wrestler. He put on a hell of a match with our boy Tom Lawler at Warrior Wrestling. Hell yeah. What's your question, man? Which of the following is Chris Ridgway's finishing move? Is it the SBD? Um, that's where you fart silently and hope it smells bad enough that your opponent taps out. Is it the sleeper hold? Is it the figure four ball tap? That's a figure four leg lock with a ball tap. Um, is it the DDT? Is it the low blow? Because why? They always work. Okay. Which one is it? There is a right answer. The low blow because it always works? Um, say sleeper hold. What? Uh, no, it's sleeper hold. Yes, that is correct. Cheat. Huh? What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Uh, bonus, uh, do you think that um, Chris Ridgway looks like Steve from Warrior or Eli Drake? Answer is yes. Yes. Ah. <laughs> bonus points. So far, the score is four to two. Justin, you are losing again. But are you ready? The next, uh, the next, the next is a tag team. Little bonus thing. I'm gonna try to tag it up team here. back again. Violence yeah, yeah. is forever. Dominic Ooh, Gardini yeah. and Kevin Kook. Kevin Koo, yeah. Seen him uh, beat up the uh, many opponents at the RDS gym and some slobber knockers at Black Label Pro. Um, and actually, they are gonna be debuting with Warrior Wrestling as a part of that stadium series. So looking forward to that. Two hard-hitting motherfuckers. Love them. What's your question? Question is, which of the following was violent was nearly violence's forever tag team name? Ooh, was it the Legion of Boom? Was it <laughs> Knuckle Sandwich Factory? Was it Handsome Prick? Was it Violence's most of the time? Or was it Two Assholes and Four Elbows? Damn. Is there an option for... <laughs> what was the first one? Legion of Boom. 
No, that wasn't. That was Kofi Kingston and fucking. Wasn't it yeah. uh, Evan Bourne back in the day or, or those air boomers? You, you mean the perfect TV kids tell or kids television TV duo Air Boom? <laughs> the <Yeah>. best, <laughs> man. Right? They were so cool. I loved them. <laughs> Give me the options again, real quick. Legion of Boom, Knuckle no. Sandwich Factory, Handsome no. Pricks, Violence is Most no. of the Time, or Two Assholes and Four Elbows? None. That is correct. Bam. What the fuck? Yeah. It is four to three. You are still losing. What? Hell yeah. First, your, your wrestler is uh, Alley Cat. Can you tell me anything about Alley Cat? Well, either one of you. I adore Alley Cat. She's one of my very close friends in wrestling that chick is crazy as all hell all the way from texas moved to the midwest got way good beyond all reason just because she just is that good and has been absolutely killing the scene all over the world uh is a standout at gcw uh absolutely adore Allie. so your question is uh another true and false question true or false or the way Justin likes it, he wants more options. So this is a true-false, true-false question. <laughs> I feel like a piece of shit. And the theme is uh, <laughs> just how tough she is. So whether or not this story is true, first you let me know. After her first Lego death match, an interviewer walked up to her and asked, Alley Cat, that last foot stomp where you landed on the Legos, it looked like you broke all the toes in your left foot. Alley Cat replied, looking down at her toes on her left foot, each toe pointing in a different direction, and replied, It doesn't hurt that bad. I broke these three days ago. Oh, no, that's true. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn. I was probably in the car with her when that happened. That's fine. <laughs> Smile. Crinkle toes, and you straighten them out. Also, truth be told, uh, the right answer was whatever you said. Did I just hear that motherfucker correctly? Ooh. Juice, you're uh, the re- next wrestler in question six. Uh, the game is also five to three. Uh, you're still losing, Wallace. Um, Matthew Justice. Ooh, Matthew Justice. Yeah. Managed by our good friend, Bill Alfonso, daddy. <laughs> also another guy that we've seen do some wild shit. Uh, actually, it was a year ago, I think a couple days ago, we were at uh, the Two Cups Stuffed event. GCW and Black Label Pro where he like leaped off the fucking interior roof <laughs> the rafters whatever you want to call it guy is insane he's tough I love the pairing of him and Alfonso it brings for me it brings back uh, some really good nostalgia like ECW stuff and I think he's like the perfect athlete for a guy like Bill Alfonso to be managing so with that being said shoot true or false false Matthew Justice chose the name Justice because he really likes the song And Justice for All by Metallica. That's true. That's true. Yeah, even though you fucked that question up, it's, it's an album. <laughs> How do I know? You I, li- I live in a cave. <laughs> Man. And I like, I'm a Dave Matthews guy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Good All right. Five to four. <laughs> Wallace, guess what? I'm coming for you, person. I'm coming to take your purse at the end of this game. No, the next wrestler is Minoru Suzuki. 
not indie wrestler, but a legend. So, one of the absolute toughest gentlemen in all of professional wrestling. Uh, definitely any death, any match against him is a death match. Nice. Like, that is. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. So the question is... I have nothing else. All passes. Do you want to say anything, Balls? No. I, 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 I don't know where to fuck the point, because I don't know how this is going to lay out after it's done recording. All right. So which of the following is Minoru Suzuki, but which of the following martial arts is he not proficient in? Is it Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu, Greco-Roman wrestling, Norwegian tickle fighting, Jar fart foo, uh, that is when you uh, store your aged farts in mason, mason jars and then attack people by opening those jars and gently rolling the jar across their mustache line. Um, which one? I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say, since he's not from there, I'm gonna say Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. That is correct. He actually, uh, everybody knows he in- invented jar fart foo. That sound. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to get fired cheese. from the show after these questions. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Six to four. The next wrestler, Tom Lawler. What's up? Oh, hell yeah. Fucking filthy. Um, what can we say that hasn't been said already? So just go ahead with your question. Which of the following has he not dressed up as at a UFC weigh-in? Okay. Joe Rogan, Conor McGregor, Steven Seagal, Apollo Creed, Dan Severn, or your mother? Tough question, but... Sorry, this gonna, says uh, Yo Mama. I'm going to go with Yo Mama. That is correct. Yeah. And uh, what's the score here based on my single digits? It's nice. Six to five. You're still losing, Wallace. I'm creeping on a come up. Yeah. All right. The next wrestler is Charles... What Chris Dickinson? <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, yeah, dirty daddy! <laughs> yeah, yeah, say less. Oh, inject Chris Dickinson directly into my veins. One of the <laughs> absolute hardest hitting dudes on planet Earth. Been at it, been at the game for years. Has one of my favorite matches against uh, Eddie Kingston yeah. at uh, Beyond Wrestling. Who Eddie Kingston also top tier individual. God status and big persons, bro. Hell but yeah. Shoot questions at me because I could talk about this all day. <laughs> so, given the theme of how, how much of a hard ass he is, just like with Alley Cat, which of the following did Chris Dickinson almost pursue careers? Let me say that again. Which of the following careers did Chris Dickinson almost pur- pursue instead of professional wrestling? Was he almost a festival cotton candy salesman? Was he almost a Build-A-Bear teddy bear stuffer? Was he almost a rainbow chaser? Was he almost uh, the man in charge of Eskimo kissing the puppies at PetSmart? Was he, uh, or lastly, was he in charge of the human lollipop dispenser? Or was he almost a human lollipop dispenser at the dentist's office? I... I want. I need more questions about the lollipop one because I need to know where the lollipops come from. I know. Oh, just, a, gonna... just a bag, like a nice bag. Maybe with oh, okay, good. teddy bears on it. Just It's all legit. It's all wholesome. Yeah, okay, good. I thought you said they dispensed it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, not <laughs> oh, like Oh, no. Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, I'm going to have to say the guy that uh, Eskimo kisses puppies at PetSmart because... That is uh, correct. That's what, what he's good at. It's a huge passion. Yeah. It's on the internet. It's, it literally says professional... It's Chris Eskimo Kisser Dirty Daddy Dickinson on yes. his li- on his like driver's license. Like, catch up. Come on, man. Puppy Eskimo Kisser. I did watch that uh, match a couple days ago with Priscilla Kelly. It was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, imagine. All right, Wallace. What you got? The last now? question. Yeah, yeah. Is, and to make it interesting, we'll make it worth three points. So you're saying I have a chance? So you're, yeah, you go win by one. All right. Yeah. So instead of a wrestler, this is what do you have to say say about the entire GCW roster? Fucking amazing. That's it. All right. So which of the following was almost GCW's GCW's first? God damn it. Which of the following <laughs> was the name? <laughs> which of the fo- I know I wrote this in English, but I don't know how to read it. Um, He's reading it in Serbian. That's the yes, problem. Yes, <laughs> I wrote it in Serbian. And now I, I realized I don't, I don't understand what I wrote. Anyways, uh, which of the following was almost GCW's name? Was it... Uh, and and I'll still say the name and I'll okay. So was it was it GCW? But GCW stood for Giant Cheeks Wrestling, and it was supposed to be a big booty, a bisexual big booty fetish wrestling promotion. Um, was it almost WGSILT? What uh, we got stock in Light Tubes Wrestling? Was it almost BBW Wrestling? And when I say that, I think that's some other fetish shit. But it's supposed to be. Uh, big buffet wrestling. That's where it was supposed to be a promotion where all the matches take place inside of an old country buffet while families are trying to eat. Um, was it GICW? Uh, game incremental changer wrestling? Sorry. Or was it B, almost BSW? Baby steps wrestling. The matches are supposed to take forever and there's barely any physical contact between the opponents. Hmm. These are all so much funnier in my head. I'm going to go with uh, the buffet. That is not correct. Mm. What? Oh. And the winner, our guest, Big Purge. Oh. Gosh, I never fucking... I'd like to thank the Academy and my mom. And I'd like to tell Justin. Oh, come on. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> Enjoy that. Enjoy last play. Jesus, kick a man when he's down. Oh, they dirty. Good. Dirty motherfucker. Wallace, how many of these games have you won? Let's not talk about it. Zero. All right. So, you know, you guys can continue the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that we're through with your whack ass game, <laughs> uh, nothing like them. Thank you for playing, guys. Congratulations. Yeah. On your win. So, first, real quick, as we wind wind down here, um, what's some like stuff do you like do outside of wrestling? Uh, so, uh, I've been getting really big into uh, uh, tabletop RPGs and such. So, like, I play like I to like stay in contact with like my family and a lot of my friends. I'll play like D and D online, and Ooh. I'm really big into video games as well. And yes. with the video game part, I am a part of YouTube channel Glitch Buddies, which is ran by. Uh, fellow professional wrestler Kai Faden, and we're also joined by uh, Chase Holiday. So I spent a lot of time just sitting in front of a TV on my ass, recording video games and doing commentary over it. <laughs> it's the best. 
so there's that what do you like uh just, what do you like playing uh personally i'm a big like i i was a, an only child for most of my life so like i play a lot of rpgs you know just a lot of stuff for myself i've been known to uh call of duty it up every once in a while and yeah. uh like most people i have uh, become obsessed with fall guys and uh my son's screaming. obsessed with that <laughs> Oh my god! Like, Download it, Dad. It was free, I think, last month for mm-hmm. PlayStation. Is that what you're playing on? Is PlayStation? Yeah, we play on the PS4. So much easier to stream than Xbox. Yes. Like you can just go direct to your Twitch or your YouTube, and instead, like Xbox, you got to go through Mixer and then all this other hoopla. So I got both, but my son just got me into the. My girlfriend had a PS4 just laying around, so one day it's like, hey, let's hook this thing up because I wanted a. Fire Pro Wrestling, and then I got yeah. it, and I was like, "Man, I'm I'm no good at Fire Pro, unfortunately. I can't get the timing down, man. It's a learning curve, dog. It's all a learning curve, and it is it is a steep one. It don't oh, yeah. feel good. I, I I think I'm gonna just hook up my little tiny tube TV and get back on that N64 kick. If you know what I mean. There you go. Get some No Mercy going. There you oh, go. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got all the wrestling games. I even got some Japanese ones. Uh-huh. And then Matt Nix had to show me up by saying he had more than I did. So, you know. Hey, yo, Thanks. Matt Nix, though. Whole different <laughs> animal, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. He's good people, though. Um, so it, look, with the video gaming, though, like, are you guys, uh, your your channel and everything, is that something you guys are looking to pursue on, like, a bigger level? Like how... Um, God, what the hell is this dude from the New Day? I can't think of his name right now. Xavier Woods. Consequen- I was going to say Consequences Creed. We're going to go old school on this. <laughs> I, I, I don't get brain- that name out of here. <laughs> I had a brain fart on that one. I mean, is that something you guys are looking to like kind of get into big time? Because, I mean, dude, from what I've watched my 12-year-old son do as far as putting together a YouTube channel and streaming streaming and all that, it's people are really into that shit, man. Absolutely. Um, I know it was a, it was a passion project of Kai's for a while. And then I just had more time in my schedule and I, ha- I just wanted the excuse to hang out with my buddy. And so I joined up on it and I, I absolutely, we would love the idea to make it something bigger. But as of right now, it is just, it's extra content. It's something yeah. to get out there for people during the pandemic where they're stuck at home and have nothing to do. So we give them three wrestlers screaming about video games. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. I'm about to check it out. What's that YouTube channel again? That is a uh, glitch buddies. Oh yeah, you guys. So you're are you playing Modern Warfare? Are you guys go back to any of the older Call of Duties or? We, uh, no, I play Modern Warfare by myself with like high school friends and such. We play whatever we feel like. Really, mm-hmm. we have a we have a versus mode called Onsite, and we'll spin a little wheel, and we have like eight fighting games, and we'll just nice. decide what fighting game we want to do. And we've done all kinds like you know Tekken, Street Fighter, and. All three of us are horrendous at fighting games. So hilarity <laughs> ensues as we're screaming, hey, I don't know what this button does. Oh, it's a fireball. Hell yeah. <laughs> Eat shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. You, did you ever play the Def Jam games? Yo, I played those when I was way too young to be playing those. It was definitely <laughs> like went to rent it, played it, looked at my mom and said, I shouldn't have gotten this mother. <laughs> you know, like it was big crazy. They're uh they're teasing something. They they somehow Def Jam suckered uh 
people to get them up to a million followers on Twitter and said they were going to drop some huge video game announcement. And that was probably about a, about a month ago. Hey man, these things take time. <laughs> I guess I'm going to start doing that shit too. Like I got some killer information. It'll be like the old WCW hotline or something, you know, call yeah, this 900 no. number. and We ain't got shit to really tell you. You're going to be paying nine ninety nine a minute. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Gotcha. Um, so where are you going to be at next? Uh, is the collective the next spot for you or? Uh, no, I have, uh, I have a show coming up at a uh, new wave pro. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, new begin or no, no, not new beginnings. What is it called? Good Lord. Can't remember my entire existence. Nothing, it- nothing exists outside of anything when I'm having a conversation, but I will be uh, defending my crossroads title against uh, one Solomon Tupu uh, at uh, new wave pro here in September. And then I know uh, Paradigm Pro Wrestling has a show in September as well. And I'll be popping down there to do a couple things. Who knows? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got, I saw you got some new merch coming out. Who do you got get your merch through? Are you at Pro Wrestling Tees at all? Or uh, So I have uh, custom printed ones right now on my person that were made by Josh Crane. I have a Pro Wrestling Tees store. And I just opened up a What a Maneuver store as well. Yes. So I have... So many ways to get T-shirts out to anybody. Hell yeah. Everybody needs to get some T-shirts. Where can everybody find you at online? Now, everyone can find me at The Big Purse on Instagram and at Big Purse Universe on Twitter. <laughs> I, I, do the, I do the tweeting a lot. I cannot <laughs> shut up. Speaking of Twitter, what, uh, what do you think is the best uh, way to connect with uh, the wrestling fans as far as social media goes? It really is just... It's the, it's the combination of creating good content that they wish to see that is unique to them and maintaining a, a healthy and yet respectful uh, like balance between talking to fans like they're fans and talking to fans like they're people. Mm-hmm. Because there's that level of respect that you have to have like as a fan too to any, any celebrity. You know, I'm not going to go up and shake Will Smith's hand like I know him and we've been buddies for 10 years. <laughs> right but i know that will smith has probably been so used to it he knows how to respectfully communicate with others in the sense of like hi i'm glad i've created this content that you've enjoyed keep enjoying it like you're awesome like you're also tremendous and valid and so that's really it is just staying consistent with it as well yeah gotta be consistent we do it every week we've been doing now for a couple years and uh well threaten don't he just comes up with these fucked up games, ways to screw yeah. me over on air, make me look bad, Stratton. Man, them, you, you them answered the words them yourself. Those are them the words of a loser. <sighs> Big bad loser. It's all right. I'll get him next time. Yeah. <laughs> well, Purse, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll have to do this again. I really want to get you on here with Eddie because uh, as – I'm sure you're aware his his fucking laugh just lightens up the whole damn room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I love that. I love that dude's chuckle, man. He gets me going. Um great dude, great energy. Uh thanks for coming on, man. Everybody, please buy some fucking merch. Check out and interact with Purse on all the social media platforms that he just told you about. It's really easy to do. And he's a real nice guy. And you can watch him independentwrestling.tv sign up for that shit check out black label pro if you use the code black label i'm pretty sure you get a five-day free trial so that's pretty awesome Seren, you can't use it anymore he's tried like 10 times just just pay for it cheap bastard 
<laughs> and thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen at. Interact with us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. And until next time, wet them up, wet them up, wet them up. to me who are you texting my therapist you text with your therapist text video chat call yep that sounds too easy how did you find her i just went to betterhelp.com save she's a licensed therapist and it's all online i connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere plus it's affordable i wonder if i should try it it's great to talk to someone in confidence she's helped me sort out quite a few things and right now you save 10 percent off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it.